Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 92 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And the minute's going to start out with... Bruce Wayne introducing himself uh, to Barry Allen uh, as he sits <laughs> in his in the in the in the much uh, highly regarded second favorite chair. <laughs> the highly regarded second favorite chair. Write that one down. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the minute's going to end with uh, kind of Bruce Wayne kind of explaining how uh, how how this how this wacky suit kind of works. Um, yeah, you know, as he as he's deducing it, he's sizing up this uh this this crazy ice skating suit. Yeah, and just to give context, this was one of the very first scenes that they filmed, um, and we know this because this was something that they showed at kind of like a a investor sneak peek at Warner Brothers. Obviously, the whole thing with Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad had just kind of put Warner Brothers into like a sudden sudden panic. They at the, at a time, they were confused if Zack Snyder should continue filming the Justice League movie, what they were going to do with it. Everyone thought that they would might change directors there. But it was at this sneak peek kind of investors uh, showcase that they kind of confirmed, like, yes, Zack is going to continue doing the Justice League movie. We're going to, quote unquote, inject a lot more fun into the movie. And that's when Zack Snyder kind of showed off a few clips for the investors. One of them was this scene here. So a lot of people knew about this just by word of mouth. And so when we finally saw it at the Comic-Con sneak peek in uh, 2016, that's when people got to actually see the scene that the investors were showed, where Bruce Wayne said all this stuff uh, towards Barry Allen. And pretty much word for word, it was written out all over the internet. So then finally seeing the scene, people saw it. This is what they were shown. And the other scene was uh, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg, when they're talking to Commissioner Gordon and everyone has left and Flash says, oh, well, that's rude. Everyone just randomly vanished and then disappears himself. That was the other clip that they showed just to show that there was a lot more humor in here while also maintaining this very cool universe that they were trying to establish with the other two films. So. This was very early on, you can tell, because when you see Ben Affleck, he looks a lot like their interpretation of uh, Bruce Wayne from Dawn of Justice. He has that Bruce Tim Batman look that we talked about that Ben Affleck really embodied when he did that film, uh, when he's talking to Alfred about the 1% chance and obtaining the rock that the white Portuguese has. Um, this really feels like the kind of quintessential Bruce Wayne that Zack Snyder's trying to create here. Not really trying to get Bruce Wayne or Ben Affleck to be Batman, but more so like I'm 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 just using you as a vessel to have Bruce Wayne on the screen. What does that look like as a person? And this is who that looks like. Trench coat and everything. It looks like Bruce Wayne. You're shaking your head. You you need something? No, I'm shaking my head because of um I have the 
I have the different versions brought up right now and I'm doing a scene by like, you know, not scene by scene, whatever, side by side. And it's just so um bright. It's just so bright. It's just the coloring is just it's it's terrible to begin with. It's just too freaking uh bright. And that's like a lot. I like a lot of color. I really like color. But this mm-hmm. is like to the to the point of like oversaturation where like Barry's black shirt is like has a green tinge to it and it's like man yeah. you guys are you guys are out of your mind anyway the main We've thing talked I about remember, it because we watched that version kind of like after we watched Zack Snyder's version we kind of just like real quickly just put on the 2017 version and it's oversaturated like there's a difference between having color like this minute that we're talking about here this Zack Snyder's mm-hmm. version when you see Barry Allen holding the paper and seeing all the graffiti that's behind him on the wall, it's so pretty. It's a beautiful display of of of, of street art that's that's on here. Like I would love to have a brick wall that's just covered in that kind of art. And it's colorful. It's super colorful. Everything in the room, all the TV screens, all the different stuff that's in the room, all the different pipelines are all different colors. Like they are colors. And it's colorful because the color palette is designed to match the the vision that they have here. Simply putting it in post and like turning the saturation up or the exposure up just for the sake of, of blinding people with color, just so that they know that this green is really like this, you know, Mountain Dew green neon color. It's like you're doing way too much. Like if you can see a green tinge in, in black clothing, it's you you've you've overcooked it you've you've deep fried the color out of it you know it's yeah. it's overdone uh it's just like you know you're compressing it too much anyway um the the main thing that i remember hearing was uh the change in in uh batman's voice when he's talking like we were saying uh like you were saying a few minutes ago um very bruce tim very dawn of justice uh esque batman he still had that like raspy voice where he was being himself you know just without the cowl yeah um in the 2017 version it's a little less um raspy less uh less rough and it just sounds a little i mean it sounds off no matter what and i remember Mm -hmm. hearing it being like that doesn't sound weird and the voice that was like in that minute and in that trailer that we were seeing, you know, all those years ago, I remember thinking like, it's a completely different sounding voice. Like what happened, you know, stacked on top of the super tan Batman. Like that was like, Oh my gosh. Like all of these things were just so out of order and pasted together in just an odd manner. Um, yeah, but his voice just sounds it sounds correct, obviously, in the Justice League, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League version. Uh, but, like, I'm really leaning into the Dawn of Justice way that he was, ta- even the way that he was, like, talking to Diana at the end, uh, at, at the funeral. Like, how still dark and depressing his, his tone of voice was. And it's different from when he, like, talks to Alfred, kind of. Eh, yeah, no, it's the same when he talks to Alfred. He's just more angry. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, and it's it is that kind of like when when they're out of the costume, when it's when it's just you know Bruce Wayne, if you will, 
it still has to be Batman talking. Like you still have to be like, all right, he'd be no different if he had the suit on. Which is a lot of a lot of times I think people change that up. They're almost like, okay, when he's in the costume, then he's Batman. But it's like, well, he thinks of himself as in he is that person all the time. So that's how this character is portrayed here in, in these movies where Ben Affleck is like, no, I'm always like this because yeah. this is who I think I am all the time. And, and he's interrogating someone, you know? He's doing Batman shtick right now. He's just doesn't have a cape on. Yeah, exactly. He, he moves the same way. He kind of has his pockets and his trench coat, you know, same way as sometimes Batman has like the cape like wrapped around him almost as if it's a trench coat as well when he moves around. We've seen that in different iterations of Batman. And just kind of looking around and studying everything and deducing who this person is and what his abilities are, it's it is Batman in its truest essence, like simplified down um and made into like this represent representational version of the character. Um and then speaking about like, you know, costumes and stuff, as we talk about the Flash, um, this is when he gets into like the silica based sand quartz, you know, all this stuff about how you know, the Flash's costume would work in, in, in practicality. And like, what are your thoughts on the suit itself? Are you, are you a believer in it? Are you, you think it's too much that's going on? What are your thoughts about it? Um, I enjoy it. I like it now. I mean, I think when it first debuted, when we saw it, I was like, oh, obviously, much like how everybody else, it's, you know, something different where you're just like, oh, that's that's their version of it. Of it. That's where they're going with it. Okay, I get it. I think I was, um, like, at first put off by the armor plating um, because seeing Superman and Batman with, like, essentially uh, a bodysuit or tights, leotard, whatever you want to call it, um, the full suit, you know, there wasn't like armor on him, like Nolan mm-hmm. style, uh, design. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I think that part, I was just like, Oh, okay. So they're not just doing like bright red suit. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see how it plans out, pans out. Um, and I like it. It's great. I think it's awesome. Um, the fact that we get like an explanation of the physics behind it and how it's built makes it even more cooler in my opinion versus just like mm-hmm. a little weird shrinking fabric that you stuff in a ring i mean that's kind of silly <laughs> let's think yeah. let's talk about that for a moment okay you want to talk about like cool comic book things oh you know iron man mm-hmm. got got all the got all the stones that's pretty cool you know real things and stuff all right you want to talk about a ring that holds a silly red costume no it's, it's like what technology even would that be <laughs> like that's just like even that's just comic book logic technology which is wild and 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 silly when we're talking about it in hyper realism as we've been calling it um that seems like one of those things that people want as far as a comic book adaptation like people expect that and people I it's like one of those hard pills to swallow where you have to be like okay just because people have honored that tradition that the costume comes out of a ring doesn't mean it's good. Doesn't mean it's a good idea. Doesn't mean it needs to continue happening within the legacy of the character. 
at some point, someone needs to just stand their ground and just be like, that's a dumb concept. We're done with that. Let's not... I'm, hey, I'm fighting on that hill. I'll be right there with you yeah. side by side, all right? It's like, hey, and then you'd, you'd have stupid. someone who's like, no, they don't respect the source material. They don't know what they're talking about. Like, they don't read comic books. Like, no, we read it. We just think it's dumb. And we need <laughs> no, it. No, I was there. I got it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was and cool something... when I was eight. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, it, what people need to remember, because a, a lot of times when they see a costume like this, their first thought goes to the Nolan Batman films, which has that term separation of plates and becomes a huge thing. in in at least that trilogy of the Batman where it's like, Oh yeah, we need to be able to move. We can't, we don't want to look silly as a superhero. So we don't want to just have, you know, leather and rubber pieces that make the character hard to move in. So we try to make it ergonomic for the film itself. So we make mm-hmm. separation of plates for the Batman. But with this film, we could do that with the Flash where he could have the same, you know, costume design as Superman, as Henry Cavill and as Batman and so forth. They can do it with Cyborg as he's filming. So we know that they can do it. They can obviously make a Flash suit that's the same. But here they're thinking that's not going to work, not for the character. And so it's not like doing this whole thing just for the sake of separation of plates. It's like, no, this character needs this because he would burn up immediately without it. So that's when, that's when like the explaining of the physics come in and everything. And that's what makes it cool. And look, we can give it to Nolan and saying the separation of plates idea is a fantastic idea. That's a great, that's what makes it cool when he's like, I need to turn my head. You're like, duh. Why didn't you think yeah. about this 30 years ago? Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure that had to have been, it's got to have been an argument on set for literally all of these productions. And then, like, someone was just like, okay, write a part into it. Like, just give him a new suit. Bingo, bango, you're done. Anyway, it's cool. Um, the other factor about this Flash's suit uh, has the, um, like, the cabling uh, wires. Yeah. Concept of breathing. Uh, on it and it is very reminiscent of um new 52 lines jim lee lines on the suit which is still cool um but again my mind surpasses that of just like oh that's just a cool drawing and it's like oh how what's the practicality of these and it's like okay what would you think is the practicality of these probably holding those pieces on yeah yeah you know like that's how else would you attach those things what's he got velcro them on no yeah, I think it's all, I think the wires are, like, they do multiple things. I think it's, yeah. not only do they hold the pieces together, but I think there's some sort Conductors. of... Conductors? Yeah, some sort of energy that's, that's being maintained by the suspension of them. Like, they're probably holding something together. They're probably springing back and forth across the armor. And there's just a lot going on there that, if if we're treating it like a space shuttle, then it's doing all of that work. Not just taking in the heat, but also channeling it around the the character, expanding so that it can move. And, and doing yeah, exactly. So there's a lot going on here, and I ultimately like yes, I like the suit, and yes, ultimately like when they come up with another version of the suit that is like a, a you know a plain leotard that's kind of like reminiscent of what you see in Flash animated shows and and comic books. It's gonna be great to see that too. 
And I'm excited to see those kind of like new 52, like golden lines going down the suit and everything and being like actual energy going, you this know, yellow blue, lines though. going. Um, That's another thing we haven't gotten to yet. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, his is blue, but the next movie they're showcasing yellow lightning. So I don't know. It's not my movie. It's not. Hey, but, it's not my movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say though, um, there is a thing that like, I I think is, I don't know if they can get it right because of like what the idea of the Flash cowl is, mm-hmm. um, and that is seen in the CW series and even in the newer versions where he has like the more comic book esque suit where it is one piece suit, um, you know, no stitching or separating of of stitching on on whatever. Um, but like he'll have the, the helmet on and I say it's a helmet because it looks just like a helmet and you can see the neck piece that is the one piece or it's just like that. There's like multiple neck pieces like that, that, that suit wears and when it's off and like the hell had his back and it's like, yeah, that's what it looks like in the comics. He pulls it off and it's like, it just sits back there. It's like, I understand that's what you're going for, but practically. Practical props, it's it's not quite there because the the it, it, physically it can't work like that unless it's just like fabric with a thing on it. I don't know. Maybe in my opinion, they just haven't gotten it like exact. It seems a little off, and it's like I I, I appreciate it, and I see what you're doing. I see the I see the suit in the ring. I appreciate it, but at some point, you gotta realize. This there's a there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a cleaner way to do this, and that's what it comes down to. Because when you see the separation of like hard foam or leather that's supposed to be supportive of a of a neck collar, and then the the flappy back helmet, I don't know. It's wild. Much like a Spider Man mask, you know, it's got like the 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 plastic face plate in it to form the head. Yeah. You can't yeah. just like take that off and it's like oh he it's just you know flimsy whatever you gotta do yeah, you gotta cut it up you gotta yeah he takes the mask off and it's like a piece of you know it's a fabric because he's by the time he gets it up to his face it just can be fabric but it's a freaking faceplate on it so it's a very there's a, there's difficult a, thing to nail even yeah. even if they want to just do it digitally we've seen what that looks like for the tom holland spider-man and that can look more uncanny where it's even harder to be like okay this is a real suit or not and it's like no or is it's it obviously CGI? Just, yeah and now i can't tell like what's the point of the costume and it just yeah. makes it yeah if if spider-man's just one big cgi thing and like not like big cinematic scenes of him you know <laughs> holding the subway car up like that's if there's not things like that if there's like there's cgi like the the the, the doc ock fight on the side of the building that's cgi we talked about it on multiple shows that cgi holds up insanely well it's wild it's bonkers yeah. but like i'm not m- m- questioning whether or not like well why doesn't that cgi moment spider-man look like the one where he's you know holding the the subway train up um, because in my mind, I can separate like superhero action on the side of a building versus a dude on a practical set. And with mm-hmm. the Tom Holland Spider-Man, it's like, 
where is the where's the ending line because it's so much it's it's so much less practical set and more cgi big action sequences you know and then there's the whole idea of like facetime and having the mask off and it's like okay well those are the big set scenes okay so just yeah guy in green screen with with you know suit up to the neck you got it same thing with uh you know the the dc superheroes and their cape moments their cgi cape time for superman and then there's like this is a real superman cape that he has so we saw it with lois lane holding it we see it when he's walking out of the sears at the battle of smallville and you get to enjoy what the actual cape looks like and it's the same kind of thing where you have detail shots versus action shots and you have action shots of spider-man you have see uh, you have detailed shots of like the sam raimi suit and you enjoy it for what it is the flash needs to do that as well with his suit and in regards to like the grant gustin um kind of flash shoot suits that he's had throughout his evolution there was a time where i thought it was like the best it could be and i know what you're talking about where like the helmet is kind of like a hard helmet but the rest of the suit has a different kind of fabric to it but you're supposed to believe that it's all the same type of material and there's at least with like the first three seasons you could tell that it was like suit and then there was like a jacket collar cut off and then it was like the helmet that's made out of like urethane rubber and they put that in the cw show yes yeah season one and two suit like as 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 silly quote silly as it looked you know it was still like that yeah that's i mean it's cw it's CW costuming. Not everybody can be as minimalistic as Arrow. And that was like the, the, the turning point. It's like, why is Arrow look so good? And Flash looks like a, a guy with, with a hard Leather hat jacket. On. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, because that's not the set. Like, look at it. The dude's Robin Hood with clothes, normal clothes and a, and a jacket with a hood. You know, it's, it yeah. was those things. Seasons like one, two of flash the suit was good for what it was showcasing and what it was showcasing in my opinion was a comic book cw show and it got the point across you know flavor of the week it was i had a great time watching it with you guys and my friends every week it was cool we'd watch the episode we'd talk about it we'd go and we read comic books and there were things where it was matching up. It was like, oh, this this week's villain is this guy. We just read the the arc about him that, you know, happened a couple months ago. It was things like that where it was like, this is a cool experience. I got it for what it was. Same feeling here. This is a great experience. I got this suit for what it was, Ezra's flash suit. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. What makes it even more cool, and again, dividing line, is the futuristic version of it. We get both suits and we see like how the futuristic version comes from this version and it gets more techy more armor based because that's what's needed in that world yeah especially for you know, someone who's time traveling at this point it, exactly and 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 yeah. coming hot off the heels of what we know is like of, of injustice obviously where there was like i don't want to say real world issues but it was real world in the sense of what in relation to these these heroes because there was a dividing line and a dividing instance that happened and it was you guys need to pick sides and it was pitting everybody against each other's civil war style and the flash couldn't just be running around in, in his same suit or whatever he had to armor up because 
the dude was fighting Superman, or he was running back in time constantly and re- recreating entire freaking universes, like building new universe, building new timelines from that stuff. It's like yeah. it gets more techy, and then obviously you have the influence of Wayne Tech, Wayne Enterprises. So it's like okay, the idea is there. I think now the, 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 the oh, go for it. I was going to say, it's, it's still keeping in, in line with, with the younger Barry Allen, where he doesn't have mm-hmm. his own lab. And now he does have an outlet to, and someone who knows these things to help him out. Bruce Wayne. Batman. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I was going to say, like, the, the first three iterations of the CW Flash suit always had, like, that which kind of annoyed me, which was that kind of pleather leather looking uh costume wardrobe design that they were doing they that they still do for for some of these heroes um they've gotten a lot better with it now i think a lot of people have taken what worked with you know michael wilkinson for the dc films and they've started to implement that with their shows which i think is phenomenal but the first three iterations of his suit had like basically a red leather jacket with a full on zipper going up the middle that you could see it wasn't hidden in any way. Like it was just like, no, he does wear a leather jacket. It's a thing. He's wearing red leather pants. It was, it's very obvious. It looks, it, um, in my opinion, it doesn't look good at all, but marching band uniform. Yeah, a little bit. And, but the helmet itself looked good because it was like a separate piece because you can tell yeah. it's a separate little material. The helmet always looked fantastic. And you I always just kind of wish. Yeah. I wish they would just kind of bite the bullet and just try out a whole suit of that material, see what it looked like, and just kind of deal with it. But also, the fourth iteration of the Flash suit for the CW show is my favorite one so far because it looks the cleanest. It looks like it has like that actual spandex material. It looks yeah. like it's all one suit. Um, and then. The one that they have now seems like a step backward. It looks like less quality. It looks a little it bit seemed- more New Fifty Two. It looks a little cartoony, in my opinion. Um, your the the fourth iteration was like the more crimson one, right? The more bright red. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was has the like one. These that's different stitching. In yeah, the, I remember in the center that one. Chess piece. And I remember seeing helmet off with that suit, and it's like that's. That looks that looks good. Yeah. That looks great. You guys are doing it right. I mean it it looks solid. Have like on, the, it, looks even... it has like the, the material of the collar like wraps up around the neck so that it kind of makes you feel like it's all connected instead of just having like a cutoff or even having the collar go down towards the center of the sternum and then kind of ending by the symbol just to be like, oh yeah, it's a separate piece. This one was like, no, we're going to try and keep it wrapped up together. Uh, and it also eliminates the new 52 lines that everyone's been so accustomed to seeing. Like, oh, Flash has to have the lines on it. Yes, that's something we all like. And we all agree that we liked about it. But if it doesn't work on the costume, you've got to you got to get rid of it. It's and been 11 suit years. Does that. Yeah, this his suit reminds me a lot. This one that I like the most, this fourth version reminds me a lot of the John Wesley ship flash costume which i think still holds up to this day i think this is a fantastic costume from the 90s uh flash tv show 
And when you compare, oh, like the bulky. belt is very yeah. similar. Yeah, and even though it's a you know it is like a muscle suit that mm-hmm. does the helmet great. It all blends in together. You can't tell that it's a separate piece. Um, it looks fantastic, and it always to me like held up as like this is what you know a flash straight out of the comic books. This is what it would look like if you wanted it to I have an look action like figure. This. Um, and it's my like my flash action figure the one that I would carry around in my backpack you know to school and put in my desk and stuff like that my flash action figure that was you know all that stuff it's uh i think it's from the 90s john wesley ship show um because he's like super muscular and uh mm-hmm. just like a really wide stance he's just like this big this he's just big flash and it's like dang he doesn't even stand like upright he's like like you have to like pose him in like this this like almost running kind of like Alex Ross position. Oh, maybe it's an Alex Ross. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So that was the idea at that point too. You know, the Alex Ross influence on on all of these suits. And I'm glad of we're course, going back yeah. to that. I'm glad that we found, you know, the the theatrical costume designing way of being like, yes, we can put you in spandex and still make you look badass. Exactly. I think that's what they do with this. Bat, this Batman, this Ben Affleck Batman that we have here, his oh, yeah. costume looks like it. It has Best that stretch ever. marks like that are on it permanently to to always feel like he's stretching out the the costume, the material. Mm-hmm. And I think they did it fantastic with with John Wesley. And I think they should continue to do that. I think they should try to do that with with you know the. I mean, they brought him back with the Crisis on Infinite Earths, the TV show. They put John Wesley ship back into that costume. I think they made it from scratch again, of course. Um, but instead of him playing Jay Garrick and wearing that Jay Garrick suit that he's wearing the entire show, they put him back in that 90s version of The Flash. And this was done around 2018. So it's kind of cool to see him in that. I think the material still needs some work on the outside of it. I think they just kind of reuse the same materials, but at least for the design of it, I think it works really well. Yeah. Um, and I would I love to one... see that kind of continue. Go for Sorry. it. I have one final question for this, for this minute. I don't know how much you have, but my last question is, are we to believe that Barry has not worn this suit really out that much um, while using his powers? And here's my, we're excited. Um, so we saw in Suicide Squad that he captured uh, Boomerang in the suit. Uh, yeah. But that's that's the only thing where I'm just like, I that that's the that's the only outlying factor, because this suit is set up on this mannequin with these lights uh, sh- shining upward as if he's showing off the suit, and all of the the concept drawings on the easel behind him and, and on the wall are, are you know of the suit and all these things as if he's still working on it um or obviously still tinkering it setting aside the fact that he's a speedster he can probably take off and remove this suit you know from the mannequin very quickly and put it back on you know much Mm -hmm. the same yeah you get that every time he you know he doesn't have a closet he just puts it back on the mannequin okay you got me um but security camera footage not in suit um central park not in suit him walking around right now not in suit. Granted, he was just coming from talking to his dad or whatever. Um, but it seems like the suit, he's not just like packing up and putting in his backpack, you know? 
it's not obviously it's not going in a ring so he's not carrying this suit around with him on the daily things happen when he's out adventuring in in central city he's going to be using his powers we just saw it you know 20 minutes ago or whatever it's like the idea that that he's still gearing up for battle it's like batman realizing like we're on the same page like you're you got your foot in the door man let's bring you in here let's collaborate you're yeah you got it you know that's really cool but the question was like is is that the case or did do you get that idea from from just seeing this suit here and you know being from everything that we've seen before about this this flash um and then the follow-up question is what what possible scenarios would he be wearing this suit pre crisis justice league crisis um and the answer to that is catching captain boomerang but maybe that's him testing the suit out going out at night that's what i was just like, thinking yeah, i was like he must like, be testing the suit out testing this going it, out at night okay bank robber you let me do it bam show up because we understand the barry allen that would want to stop crime i mean that's his whole kind of mo similar to the batman and in creating the suit, then he's like, okay, well, it's time to test it out. Let's stop some petty crime. One of them happens to be old, broom, old Boomer. And, um, you know, we kind of start to think that the suit is still being worked on. So it has a, it has a lot of damage on it already. But it's only because we're experimenting. We're testing out the limits of his abilities, of the suit itself, tinkering and working on things so yes i do agree that he's still kind of new to the game a bit i also think that maybe behind the scenes maybe some of the concept art that you see there could be concept art from the team maybe they're just like hey go ahead and put those oh yeah for sure obviously that's what i would figure yeah yeah like they're like this is how we want the suit to look uh and then go ahead and just throw that in there because that's what he would want to do so it's really cool to think of it that way. And no, I totally agree. I think I think most of the time if he is stopping crime just because he's in there at the spur of the moment or he's trying to save someone's life, he's not going to run back, run into the suit and run back. Even though he could he do that. He could though. Right? Like we're in great he could. He could. But it's not about that. I think when he puts <laughs> on the suit and tests it out, he is like, "All right, well, let me be the Flash for like a little bit and see what's going on." And that's when we run into the rogues and stuff like that. And that's when he kind of takes the the time to be as far as a hobby, like the flash and and do his thing. Um, But I don't think he does it like Superman would where it's like, okay, let me go get changed real quick and come back. Mm -hmm. He's his is just like, there's a time for experimenting. And then there's spur of the moment where it's just like, I'm too fast to get caught. Let's save you know, whoever. And so they do that. Um, and then you mentioned like, okay, so he's kind of on the right track here as far as Batman's concerned, which is cool to think about because the music that starts to play here is called the path chooses you. And this is hey, one, this is, this is like pure junkie XL music that's happening here. It's yeah. all kind of like synth wave beats and stuff that's happening here. You're going to hear a lot of, uh, bass tones and and such um industrial has, very trent reznor-esque yeah exactly um, and can i tell you something yeah did not like it when i first heard it it's 
weird because I it's it's not what we were used to seeing the other version and then yeah. coming into it. But for me, it's always like that's the junkie XL that I used to know when this it was. Is, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it totally it, is. It's pretty good. I uh, so like now I'm I've come around 180 on it. It's an amazing like intro to these two characters and for these two characters in this specific universe. When you think about a Flash and Batman duo, you don't, you know? It's just like he uses Barry because he's quick, he gets the thing done, he's the messenger. That's the thing. Barry, you're one hell of a messenger. He's he's Hermes uh to Batman. It's it's pretty cool. It's, you know, he he sees the mythology behind it. Um so these two characters in this universe are very uh i don't tech base but in a way where it's like you're using um like like weapons kind of you know and it's it's like batman does use cannons and and guns and and miniguns and and all the things that he used against superman it's like he has access to these military items because obviously wayne tech we get that in in nolan verse but nolan really leaned into the batmanification of it you know, so you get the the gas powered uh, grapple, um, or what was the 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 bomb paintball bomb shooter thing? Where it's like, okay, the, I can see that, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you see them in the, like the their practical use, um, but more of like uh, prototype. That's the word I was looking for. You see prototype mm-hmm. uh, in Nolanverse. Here you see like full militarized like functioning things it's just like okay that is a military military gun on that car on that roadster yeah (laughs) that's cool and and his suit that we see in this uh in this movie and even the gauntlets it's like we're working more of of a tech-based batman my mind goes to injustice flash is the same way in this universe he's got the tech-based suit it's it's the metal plating he does the the time travel suit it's it's got armor on it um you know it's all it's all these these things so like fitting um that industrial sound of the junkie xl uh music that's happening right here is very cool to think about these two characters being a batman flash combo that you don't see very much in comic books but then when you put them in hyper realism here it's like where is their common ground really in physics that's it. Like in, think about it. Think about how Batman works and how his mind works, and the things that he does. And then you have him meet a human that defies those very physics. He's probably like, okay, I'm in open book, dude. I need to know everything about you. How do you function? That's really cool. And then mm-hmm. he's got to break that down and analyze it. And then it's like, here, I built you a suit. We see it in a Tony Starkian way, um, but less holograms i guess anyway um starkian i feel like it would be a a a term that'll come around lately it's gonna suck it's it's, uh, that's so starkian and they would be referencing like the philosophy of of building technology for i don't know personal use or something like that okay note today's time date you know don't delete it starkian will be used eventually um (laughs) um yeah so analysis right but uh silly um, but the beat drop for the music is like I think what really is what turned me around the most on it. How it has that 
moment of silence and then kind of turn around and and everybody's kind of caught up to speed and it's like boom beat drop music here's your intro yeah yeah the the music by junkie excel in this one really feels like his the work that he used to be known for especially when we look at man of steel uh escaping from the ship which was a bonus track uh, previously unreleased on the man of steel soundtrack but know that Junkie XL worked with Hans Zimmer on that soundtrack, so it wasn't just Hans Zimmer. Um, and when you listen to Escape from the Ship, it is Junkie XL doing his sound wave, or his synth wave, and, and all those cool little techno beats that he does, and infusing that with the superhero soundtrack, and it just kind of creates that sound that we've known him for, for being you know, a fusion of symphonic and um, modern technology, as far as digital um, music making. And, um, what I was going to tap back to, which is what you were talking about, not only just now, but with Thursday's episode, we were talking about, you know, how we relate Barry Allen and, and how people know the Barry Allen story and you were relating it to Superman. And I found it more relatable to Batman. I can't remember if we brought this up on Thursday, but the characters, the six of them, they do represent almost like um, a ring theory, if I brought that up, kind of like Star Wars, where you can kind of relate the movies, the six movies to each other, um, and the dichotomy between each one of those. It happens the same way with these characters. And um, obviously, if anyone has like a, a shirt for the all the gods, all the devils are within you, that um, ink to the people shirt, you see it there as well, because they kind of laid it out. But, you know, the relationship between Batman and Barry Allen is similar um but so is you know batman to superman or aquaman to wonder woman or wonder woman to barry allen or cyborg to the flash like each one of them they share whether through origin or through death they share something about them as far as personality or origin mythology right or, i mean like or mythology i was I, that's what i land on because my mind immediately goes to Flash being the strongest connection between uh, man and God. Yeah, Wonder Woman yeah. exists, but she is still demigod. She is still birthed from Zeus. Like she's she's. They are the two that, that share that DNA. Yeah, they share DNA as well. But like on on the aspect of just man, uh, the DC comics, you know, gods and men idea uh, buries the yeah. bridge, obviously, and. Bingo right there. Dude runs. Dude makes bridges. Time bridges. Yada, yada. Uh, we see it in this movie, even. I mean... Yeah, we see it in this movie. Absolutely. It's, uh, there's there's so many things where, even in Crisis, it's... You know, Barry had to die. It was because he's he's he is that bridge between reality and, and cosmic and time and physical realm. All that stuff. I mean, he's the answer if you will or maybe the question both <laughs> we'll dude see. he's both man yeah so i think this is a good stopping point um because we're definitely going to get into more of this stuff tomorrow especially more batman and barry allen talk so let's go ahead and wrap it up for today if you guys enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media at dceu minutes and the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society we can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on We'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 93 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.